All right, so just had Eric Cabral on the show, great friend, really was just a dynamic interview. Um, Eric is the founder of the creative agency On Air Brands, the innovative event PodMax, um, a real estate investment company, Mindado Investment Group, host, co-host, and producer of several shows, including Entrepreneur Circle, Capital Hacking, On Air Brands Live, Real Estate Hackers, and True Multifamily, to name a few. Um, just a super awesome guy. Uh, we really just talk about using your highest and best frequency to really just propel not only yourself but your brand just giving it all away to really help others help them meet your highest needs uh, we talked about core values why this really stands out when you're trying to really grow a business and just making a great podcast you're gonna love this interview it's just eric's a great guy he's got a ton of wealth he's got a ton of knowledge and he just really puts it all out there so enjoy the show all right so we have eric Cabral on the show today hey eric how you doing wonderful wonderful also awesome to be here brother Good. Well, we're excited to have you. And it, it's funny that Eric's built this crazy empire, I'm going to call it, because it's been a lot of fun to watch. And uh, we, we started with you on, on the first PodMax, right? And yeah. that, that was exciting. And just, you know, what was cool is that we do so many of these interviews, especially now, um, where we're, we're across the screen from each other, right? So you meet so many people, you connect with so many people, but you know, I, I watch shows like Joe Rogan and the other points, and he always talks when he can't do that. At very rare times, you know, when I'll listen to one that's not in the room, just how awful the experience is, right? And I still get a, a ton of ex a great experiences from it, but being in the room with someone and having that connection where you're in front of them and you're able to just talk, and it, it allows you to guide an interview in a way that really, really just develop such a great understanding of what you want to get to, right? You, and was the thought with PodMax when you first started it, what, what, where was that and where did it come from? And then I want to dive, of course, a little bit where you came from, but let's start yeah. there. Yeah, 100%. For, first, I just want to thank you and Peely for all your love and support, man. You guys have been critical to the success of PodMax and everything that we do. And, you know, it was a concept, right? And I needed to prove it. And you were there, you trusted in me, you trusted in my team and you said, I'm all in and you showed up early and stayed late and you were there from the beginning. So I just wanna sh show love and appreciation for that brother. Um, so yeah, it, it originally started out as, you know, me with my podcasts, you know, with that Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking and the, the experience and joy that I got out of that. And of course I did live, uh, live streaming and Zoom and stuff prior to all this madness, but there was something about it that I wanted to start to share and get people to experience for themselves the magic of meeting in person. We love networking. You you put on an awesome event. You you have great you know meetups, and that is something that's not normally fused or or related to podcasting because people are often doing it this way. But really, truly, the you can't replicate when someone walks in the room and you have that banter back and forth for 15, 20 minutes, half an hour before you hit record. And then there's just something about the physical contact of shaking hands or hugging and sharing a cup of coffee across the table and reading all the little new, I'm a big, you know, reading body language type of guy and all the little things that, you know, you kind of get over Zoom, but it's not the same when you're sitting right next to the person. So yeah. I thought that it would be a cool thing to bring to people uh, what we do each and every day recording our podcasts and that's where PodMax you know, was, was born. Now that's transitioned, right? Just 
by force more than anything into now being a, a global Podmax event. How are you making this still the best Podmax ever by now going virtual? We'll call it virtual, but but creating a whole different environment outside of just saying, hey, I have to do a virtual event. Now I get to do that virtual event. Talk to us about that dynamic. Yeah, well, we, we knew that the live experience, in-person experience had unique qualities to it. And we wanted to make sure that if we were gonna go virtual slash global, we wanted to bring as many of those elements to that experience as well. And we just basically did that. Let's say, you know, aside from, you know, high-end catering, which we <laughs> couldn't do, we actually considered this, Jay, to ship food to each and every person. We we're like, what can we do? Like we had those conversations, how much we, 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 we put it in the budget. What is it? Maybe it's Panera. Maybe it, it, it first it started out high, then it went low and like, wouldn't it be cool? Like the bell rings at lunchtime and everybody, but everyone's in different time zones. And anyway, it would have been a logistical nightmare, but yeah. So we said, okay, we can't do the catering, but we can create the networking. How can we do that? Well, Zoom has this breakout room aspect to it. And we're like, oh, cool, let's try that. So we tested it with our team and we did some dry runs. We're like, yeah, this, I think this is gonna work. We have keynotes, right? Key speakers. First, we had panels during lunch. If you recall, at our live events, we would have a panel of experts on stage during the lunchtime hour. So people can network and at the same time, absorb some information, you know, get some value added to their life or business. And then we go back to podcasting. So we still do that. And then at the keynote in the evening or early evening around three or four, we always had some high end, high profile guest to come speak to the audience. Well, it became easier to do it because now the guests were more likely to say yes, because it's virtual. And also here's a cool thing is the price point came down because of all the operations, all the text that had to be in every room. We literally, you saw would have eight to 12 individual technicians, audio technicians in each and every room. I'd have 10 on-air brands, staff running around. And then also we had to pay the keynote speakers to travel. Well, that's all gone. So operational costs, you know, we didn't really even consider like, wow, that's really gonna change the game for us. Yeah, I love that. And so coming from 20 years of a marketing background, what's what's one thing that stands out that you completely were surprised about now running your own business that you you didn't think or, or wasn't presented to you within the 20 years of, of your background? I, I wasn't running teams until later in my career. I, I was a cog in the machine. I was the one with, you know, pencil to paper, nose to grindstone, doing what I was told to do by the marketing heads. Over time, as I started to develop those muscles and experience, they, they, they were actually really pushing me to become a manager, but I didn't want to be. I just wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a technician. I wanted to be a creative and just do, do, do and create. So when I finally got that out of my system, it took almost 20 years, I started to say yes to these opportunities of managing teams. And when I got to that point, I realized, wow, I love this. I love putting teams together and assembling a vision and seeing it all work and just standing afar and now ha not using my physical hands, but using other people's hands. And I was like, wow, I can actually do more by, the, by this design, by this sort of structure. Wow, this is way more powerful. And then I, when I saw the numbers, because when I got to the manage management role, I was privy to the, the P&Ls and you know, the profit and loss. And I could see starting from half a million dollars in revenue, internally to building a business to 2.5 and 2.8 million 
in less than a year. I was like, that's powerful. I didn't know I had the capability to do that. So once I realized and that aha moment came to me, I was like, you know what, screw this Jay, I'm just doing this for myself. What happens if I take all of this energy, all this learning, all this experience and do it for myself? And that's what created, that's what got me into real estate investing. I was like, yeah, I'm I gonna that. do this. Yeah, I didn't go traditionally and go create a creative agency. I, I went real estate. No, I love it. But it transitioned you back to where you are, right? And so what you learned, what was it that allowed your success for really creating the, the vision and then implementing with the team? What are, what are some keys that you took away that said, okay, this has to be part of our philosophy for this to work? Yeah, I mean, it, it always goes to the why, you know, the the it's funny when you're in a corporate environment for those of your listeners who are corporate or in in some w2 job well you'll probably notice in the conference room they have a poster of their core values uh, mm. and it often becomes white noise because especially in a corporation yeah. that's been around for 100 years it's wallpaper it's it's white noise well i didn't realize that that came from somewhere that came from everyone getting on in the boat and rowing the oars in the same direction. And when I built and created and got the team together to build our core values, I was like, oh, I get it now. This is important. This is the lifeblood and DNA of what we do. And every decision that we make moving forward is based off of this. So it makes our decisions easier. So if, if a client comes and they don't fit our core values, well, we respectfully say, sorry, we're gonna pass on this opportunity. Or uh, someone comes in that wants to work for us, we look at our core values. Do they hit at least five of the six core values? Well, yes, then hire them or let's get them to the next level. So it's really cool once you have this foundation, it really helps to, to, to make decisions moving forward so much easier. On that front, talking about your core values and i can see it a lot right there's a lot of companies you have it on the wall and you could probably ask you know i don't know 20 50 70 percent of employees and they, they would have no clue right because it's not it was made maybe at some age but it's still not reinforced how do you keep that relevant within your company to allow it to really push the narrative so so from the lowest to the highest you know and they're they're all they hold their value from each level of employees they still understand why this is important yeah, it's, it's like I said, in every decision that's made every day, we often refer to it. We'll say, you know, does, does it, is this up to our standards? You know, one of our core values is, is quality. And if a job comes in, does it meet our standards? Is it, is it the high, highest of quality to, to our standards? Things like that where it's funny, Jay, that people start to spit it back at me. Like if I'll say no or yes to an opportunity, they'll say, I don't think it fits and they'll point to the wall. Does that mm. fit our core values? Like, so, so for example, if we produce a podcast, the audio was not to our standards and we don't have another option. We'll say, you know, let's let it go, push it out. But then someone will check and balance me and say, dude, no, we should go back, maybe give this to another editor and see what mm. they can do. At least let's see if there's another option. So that's pretty cool because then now, especially early on where there's not that many of us yet, where we're all singing the same song, we're on the same page, and then it just starts to spill into the, the next employee and the next people, the uh, you know, people that are coming into the team. So yeah, it's really, really important. And I think critical to constantly have it in conversation, especially during like team meetings. Yeah, and so you're 
creative specifically designed around podcasts, right? And so 3 million podcasts is the last time I've heard that are out there, right? Um, with what you're doing, how are you helping brands and doing yourself to really separate those podcasts from the rest of the noise? Yeah, so that is one of them is, is the standards. Our quality is, is much, much higher than a lot of the podcasts that are out there. And not just audio, but also the structure of it. You know, we, we ensure that our shows have a stellar and engaging introduction. So not just a boilerplate sort of intro off the shelf sort of, you know, music. You know, we really do our best to customize whenever we can. Often it's not in the budget, so we understand, but we, we will work with, with people to try to make it unique as possible. But then also we're starting to implement really cool things. Uh, I mentioned this recently on, on another show where we haven't pushed it out yet, but people are gonna start to notice any show that's under the On Air Brands Network will have a sonic brand. So for those who aren't familiar with that term, imagine Netflix, when you, when you turn on Netflix and the N, you know, that brush stroke N comes up and you hear boom, boom. Or, or you hear little things like, you know, like Intel, like din, din, din. or you, when you turn on an Apple, there's a unique sound that's called sonic branding. So mm. what we're gonna do and what we have done is created our own unique sonic brand. So when people come in as a part of the network, they'll have that sonic brand attached to their show so that now they're associated with all of these stellar podcasts in this network. So we're doing a lot of things like that. Uh, to set ourselves apart from the pack. Yeah, I love that. So what what makes a uh, compelling sonic brand noise? Yeah, Don't know if so that's the right question. But. I, I wish I could, you know, I'm not the audio and expert engineer. So I have somebody in my team, uh, his, his name's Chris. He's been with me for years. He He's an expert. So he distilled and broke down exactly what makes an uh, engaging, subconscious, uh, flavorful sonic brand and unique to us and what's cool dude is he he took oab so on-air brands that's what we we say it internally not externally because it's the same amount of syllables on-air brands oab but we use it when we write so he took the notes the a and the b and the o was an octave higher where that those are the letters he used in the keys uh, so you hear like bab or oab it's pretty cool so I love it. we haven't launched it yet, but I'm excited to start putting it out there. It's really subtle. People probably won't even realize that we- Well, you think of law and order, right? I mean, that's what comes yeah. to mind for me. Like that, yes. that, that was what resonated in my mind. You know, that that's the thought that's carried through to the show. Everybody can basically put that out there if they've seen the show. So exactly. that's super exactly. cool. Now, and going back to just real estate as a whole, I mean, the team and like just the connections down there, it's, it's I mean, the coolest thing. So if, if you haven't known Eric and his team, um, they do some amazing things, but the team they built around them, there's just so many different people that, that have now become our network, our friends that have all found each other. Talk to us about the synergies of just bringing the right people in the room. Cause I'm talking not only your on air brands, but now, yeah. you know, um, where you are in the hive and just everyone who's connected through that stance. And at, at some point in a good way, I don't know who's working in what teams or who's on what businesses or what, because it's all like a big family. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and I appreciate you being part of the family. It's, it's really about great people attracting great people. So, you know, if we, if, if I often like to say, and I know you and Peely as well, is like, if you vibrate at a certain frequency, people who are tuned into that frequency are going to come, right? They're going to, they're going to, they're going to vibe on that and they're going to show up. And so that's what happens. We're literally sort of vibrating at this frequency 
and you know people are are hearing it through the airwaves or they're seeing it through our social and they're hearing you know reputation is big too right people are, you know i'm always talking about branding but branding is also reputation so if people start to look you up you know they they then they start to like what they see and start to absorb your content and learn from it they're eventually going to show up at your doorstep and say how can i help you you know i i get it you know i want to be and i want to do what it is you're doing so the more you attract of that and the more you attract of people that want to help and build and have an abundance mindset well then it just gets bigger and louder and more colorful and then all of a sudden holy crap there's a community here <laughs> which yeah. is what we built yeah i love that and it carries through, right? So you had James Orsini come talk, and I heard you mention that he's actually, um, and that's uh, Gary Vee's like right-hand guy, right? But he's actually mentioned having you um, and your team come talk about just creating the best virtual experience, right? Yeah. What, what are some takeaways? I mean, what what is going to make virtual um, compete with live events going forward? Yeah, and so, you talked about some of the little things, right? Some of the little things we touched on before, um, but the overall experience, like having having the um, the breakout rooms, having the like, what are the other topics that maybe I didn't get out of yet? Yeah, so I'm gonna give away some of the secret sauce here, and if you could figure it out, like or take my advice and implement, more power to you. You know, I like healthy competition, right? So. What I've noticed that makes our- I, I, want, I don't want to pass that note over right there because here's what's cool, right? You like healthy competition, right? Because it's going to come back to you. It's, oh. it's the Tim Ferriss 50 100%. won't do anything with it. 40% yeah. won't do it as good. 10% will do it better and bring me along. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. exactly. I love it. I put it out there because I want everyone to be successful. There's enough for everyone to eat, right? So especially in these day and age, I, I, I hear people struggling with this, Jason, honestly, and I want to help. I want to help yeah. either, you know, through PodMax or just through, through channels like this and, and, and giving the advice that we've sort of figured out on our own. So I noticed that virtual events, it's critical and ours is stellar and unique because we have an MC. So people, not an MC lobster, but an MC, a master of ceremonies who- You have one of those too. Yeah, yeah. we have one of those too. We have, <laughs> we have both. But I've noticed people having events and the principal tries to run the show which yeah. is a lot for them to do, right? Because they're they're managing a ton. They're spinning a billion plates. Where if you have an MC where their sole focus is engagement, the people in the room, making sure that this digital experience is as close to reality and 3D as possible. So we have Josh Carey, who is, as you know, and who anyone who's met him is four dimensional. This guy, jumps out the screen in all different ways. So, and he is an energizer bunny from beginning to end, he never stops. And the thing is people love having him there because he engages, he asks questions, he, he, he shines a light on you and has each and every person, not, we never miss anyone, each and every individual in the room, whether it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people in the room virtually, that's why it's it it it's it's it plays out nicely as a full day event, because yeah. then we get to show love to every square box, <laughs> you know, in the virtual room, and that's critical to to what we do and our success and how we stand out. Yeah, that's actually really 
thoughtful, right? Because it is a virtual event, but you still want to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with people that you can't reach out and touch. I mean, not, you know, virtual will come pretty quickly, right? So we'll have other ways that we'll, we'll start having the AR and everything else, you know? But in that front, it still makes that experience where everybody can be involved from wherever they are. And I, I love how now, you, I mean, you're having some massive people come and talk there, right? And so talk to us about your pitch principles. Right? How, are, how are you getting these people in the room? Yeah. What, what is it that you're just saying, minus you're saying, I'm gonna send you lunch from Panera? <laughs> it, it sort of happened organically, which is cool. So I went to an entrepreneur magazine event a, a few years ago and I ran into Jason Pfeiffer and we became friends. And I, he was on my show, I was on his show. We sort of show swapped, pod swapped. And then over time I kept showing up, you know, and sending him love through emails. How can I help you? Here's a person that you maybe want to be feature on your articles or your, your magazine, all these different things. I just kept giving, 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 giving. Until one day, Jay, I said, hey, I'm having a PodMax event. What's that? I explained it to him. I said, can you come and be the keynote? The very first one. I think it may have been the second one. MC, oh, I'm sorry, MC. Uh, MC always gets sort of in, in the shadows of all the big names afterwards. But yeah, so the second one, Jason shows up, he's the keynote. Well, that gave us instant credibility, right? So whenever we needed another keynote, now it's tradition, but we didn't realize we were starting a trend. We asked the previous keynote for the next keynote. So then Jason oh. introduced us to iHeartRadio. So then we had Christina Everett of iHeart come in and speak at the next one. And then we asked her, who do you know? And then it keeps snowballing. Wow. And then we got eventually, James Orsini was actually, that it didn't happen that way. It was someone on our team, Lisa, who went to Seton Hall and they, you know, alum and had a conversation about it. And she threw it up and he said, yes. And then Orsini introduced us to Matt Higgins. So then now Matt Higgins is giving us a list of people that he can connect us to and on and on and on. Yeah. Wow. The power wow. of connectivity, right? Just using yeah. the one and asking how you can help and who do you know that can help it's me, like, right? It's like batteries, right? Yeah. Powerful is one, but then once you start keep connecting, 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 they all work together and get more powerful. And that's what's been happening. It's, it's pretty wild. Well, so I don't want to forget because I think this is correct. You can steer me if I wasn't, but you, Jason Pfeiffer, when you actually met him at the event, you, did, you guys didn't just have instant connection. You just like yelled out at him at the room, right? And said, <laughs> yeah, and, and now it's like your first connection. So anybody said, well, how did you meet him in the first place? You basically just like yelled something and said, hey, Pfeiffer. Yeah. I and he said, was like, yo, Fife, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, Fife, you know? So, I mean, that's how you make connections, right? You stand out, yeah. make that connection. The guy yeah. must... I must know him if he's I called me that. Him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the rest of my friends who were, you know, younger always called me that. So you're right, exactly, one hundred percent. And and yeah, my wife always it. points out when I talk to people and I meet them for the first time and they're like, My name's Jason. I go, Yo, Jay, like I'll automatically shorten it and make it, you know. Yeah that connection you know so yeah and uh you're you're a, a trained doctor i won't bring that up in this story because we've heard it already but you are a doctor <laughs> on call if needed in, in yeah, emergency situations only um and you can listen to other episodes hear that story right there but i won't <laughs> put his wife out there but eric is uh is famous beyond on-air brands man so did you crush it all the time we so enjoy your company so enjoy your friendship tell the listeners where is the best place to find out about the next PodMax, everything you're doing, just so we can really send them there. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that. So we always have PodMax moving and, and grooving. It's either every five to six weeks. We're trying to get them every month. But yeah, you can go to podmax.co to see when the next one is. And you'll often see Jason and Peely 
representing the brand as well and coming through and recording their shows. So always love and appreciate you guys for showing up. But then you can also go to On Air Brands. That's our creative and production media agency. So if anyone's interested in creating podcasts, that's the place to go, onairbrands.com. But if you're interested in getting on shows as a guest through this wonderful event that we've created called PodMax, yeah, podmax.co. I love it, man. Thanks so much, Eric. Super appreciate your time. Yeah, super appreciate you, brother. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. For everyone here, hit that subscribe button if you like. Give us a ratings and review. It doesn't have to be five stars. We just want to know what you're thinking, what we can do better. Give Eric a five star. We can be, we can meet in the middle. If you said Jason should have asked less questions, let Eric talk more. I got it. Thank you so much to all you guys. We'll talk to you shortly. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day bringing us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.